Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback, and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. I always love this night every year. Yes, it's the first evening of Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019. And we're back once again with Integral Fitness and Leisure. And there's only one woman for us here. Yes, she's with me, has been with me every year and back again this year, Lorraine Balfe. Are you as excited as myself? Oh, I'm double as excited as you, (laughs) Terry. I've met the victims, so I'm ready to go. Now, we've met them on late launch last week. We really have a good crew this year, haven't we? Well selected. Yeah, I listened in every day. So the difference for me this year is we've four very different people. Now, they're all kind of that mid-age range, which I love because that's a challenge. Every time we go up that decade, it gets harder and harder and harder to lose weight. So this is kind of where a lot of people would figure they're not losing as much weight as they'd like. And so we're going to hit a lot of the public now with this sort of an age range. Four very busy people. You've got an online success story. You've got a man who owns three companies selling cars. You have your loud GAA and her own business lady. And we have a pub owner, unsociable hours, eats takeaways and things like that. So they're going to relate to everybody listening. Four very different, great people. And in their 40s, that's the age that's range it. we're talking yeah. about here. A difficult age to lose the pounds. <laughs> Except one, because Alan isn't in his 40s. Alan Fedigan is actually the baby. He's the baby, but sure, he's nearly there, are you, Alan? No, no, he's a few <laughs> years away from it yet. Don't even be saying that. God, we don't want him to run out the door here the first night. From an integral point of view, you have four personal instructors. Yes. Tell us who's going to be with who. Reveal who's with who this year. So Anne Mead is going to have Connor Tully as her instructor. Uh, Connor's a bit of a GAA man himself. Very, very busy with PT here in the Drogheda Club, but he is biting at the bit to get a hold of Anne. God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Anne smiling there. Oh, she's really happy about that, I can tell you. Donal Waters, we have got Fran. Now Fran is over in New Zealand at the moment, and I know listening so um, for today we have Ammo everyone's familiar with Ammo she did the show with us a couple of times over the last few years but Fran will be taking over on Friday and Fran will have Donal for the next five weeks but for now we have Ammo with us tonight with Donal Anne-Marie Stewart with Donal who's next? we have Siobhan O'Neill White and Guy Guy Bates who was with us last year 
And they will be based in Bettystown. Yes, they're going to be our Mead couple. Yeah, the okay. other three are going to be loud, and then we have those guys over in Mead. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Alan Fedigan. Alan Fedigan has our bodybuilder Nathan, Nathan McLaughlin. Oh, another top man. He's with him there. I can see them. They're just tuning up already. Great combination. So yes. we know now who the personal trainers are with the four of them. Six-week programme starting today with the big finale towards the end of every live show here in Integral. Exercise, lifestyle, what they eat, all included. All included. They'll walk away tonight with their own pack. In their pack, they'll have some starters, getting them going with foods, diets, recipes, things not to eat, hints, tips, um, things to do on way day that will help them. You know, we're not going to hold anything back. We want them to be as knowledgeable as possible. And it's all about losing weight for the next six weeks. So we're not going to concentrate too much on building muscle for now. We're going to just get rid of those pounds. It's January, Jerry. It's all anybody wants. Pounds be gone. <laughs> That's the idea with this programme. And by God, have we lost pounds. Not us, but the... Uh, oh, not the, us, <laughs> the four each year have lost stones, never mind stones. pounds. So yeah. the bar is set high. The bar is very high. I tried to calculate over the years. We've lost decades of stones, Jerry. We have lost so many, like an average of one and a half to two stone per person. You know, it's, I think we worked out the maths and up against RTE's Operation Lifestyle. We've beaten them every year. Absolutely. So, you know, it works for us every year. And I know these guys are not going to disappoint. They seem very eager. They want to lose weight, which is what it's all about. And every one of them have mentioned wanting to feel better. Well, that's the aim of the game here in Integral Fitness and Leisure. So here we go with the weigh-ins at the start of the programme 2019. And you will confirm this is a brand new set of scales just for this programme, calibrated and they're wholly in order Jerry, you torment me every year you want your new scales and every year I buy them and I hold off till you're in front of me and I unseal the pack they're brand new calibrated scales yeah great stuff okay so let's begin with the first way in this evening and can we have Anne Mead and Connor Tully to join us here at the scales please here's Connor and Anne and we have the scales here on the ground before you step on the scales Anne Mead how are you feeling? it's here and now well, sure, I'm here. <laughs> and it is now. And it's now. <laughs> or never. And I, and I met Connor. <laughs> so we're on our way. Yeah, this is the start of it. Okay, first week, uh, did you weigh yourself, tell me honestly, over the last few days before you came here tonight? I did. Okay, don't tell me. Let our scale say, because it is our scales that count every week. So Anne Mead is the first to step on the scales. Let's see what the scales say. Here we go. Lorraine will clarify... So Anne's coming in at 16 stone and two and a half pounds. You can step off them there a second and take a little breath there. 16 stone, two and a half pounds. About right? About right, yeah. <laughs> the gins on Saturday night haven't disappeared yet. <laughs> that put that little half on there. It could have been 16 too. <laughs> could have been. So at the start of the process, let me ask you this. What do you think or what would you like to think would be your aim for the programme in terms of weight loss? Well, I'm trying to be practical. I know what I'd like to lose, but six weeks, I'm saying three pound a week. Okay, so six threes are 18, which is a stone and four pounds. Connor Tully, personal trainer, yeah. you have your woman now. Yeah. You heard what she says there. You've seen the weight on the scales. Mm-hmm. Is she uh, 
being practical there? Yeah, I think it is. I think hard work, dedication will get there. Most of all, getting our nutrition right, as well as that, eating proper foods throughout the day and not leaving ourselves hungry and starving ourselves as well. It's probably one of the more beneficial things because you're going to crave at night time and you're going to really want something to eat and then you're going to look to the fridge, look for a little bit of bar of chocolate. As well as that, we kind of try to stay off the drink. Six weeks, it's not hard. All right, I'll do the exact same. I'll even eat what you're eating if you really want to make it a challenge, all right? Connor Tully, what about that? What an offer for a woman on a Monday night. He's going to give up the drink with you. He's going to eat what you're eating. Don't say any more, Connor. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, sounds good. Someone with me, yeah. That's yeah. what I need. Good yeah. push, yeah. yeah. He's with you all the way. Anyway, we wish you well, Anne Mead, and Connor will be in touch through the weeks as well. Good luck to you, and thanks indeed. Best wishes for the next week, and we'll see you here in a week's time. Just before you go, in the week ahead, you said £3. Is that what you said to me? Yeah, £3. £3. £3 for the week ahead, Connor. Yeah. We're going to hit that, and we won't fall short, so it's be good, all right? Great stuff. No thanks worries. a million. Good luck to you. OK, Donal Waters is joining us next, and Anne-Marie Stewart will be joining us here. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. They said it to me last week after they heard you on the radio with me. By God, that is an enthusiastic man. Sure, you have to do it, Jay. Jay, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably, uh, I nearly wasn't here tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to thank CX Sports, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, David Minto there in CX Sports. He heard me that I didn't have any gear. And I tell you, I'm, I'm a superstar here tonight. So I nearly wasn't here for the simple reason that I got the stuff from CX Sports. I went home and actually looked at myself in the mirror. I said, listen, boy, you don't need to go to this. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're fine. But I actually took the stuff off. And then I said, no, you really do have to go. So, so I just want to say a big thank you to David and CX Sports. I know he's, he's kidding me out. He's going to kid out the uh, uh, contestant. But listen, it's really great. And really look forward to, uh, to, to the next six weeks. And I want to uh, reiterate those thanks as well to David. Minto and CX Sport because they are kidding out all our candidates on Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 which is brilliant. Remember this, mirrors play tricks. Yeah, but it wasn't one of those in the circus ones where you're smaller or bigger. So it was actually, it was, it was an Ikea mirror, so I kind of trust that, you know? You know, so, so you know? Yeah. Anyway, Donald, I'm not going to delay anymore. No, you're no. looking great. Will you step you. up on those scales I there? Do, yeah. And we'll have a word with Anne-Marie in a moment when she sees what the scales reveal and uh, what we feel at this stage on the first night of the weigh-in. OK, Lorraine, confirm, Donald's starting weight. So Donald weighs in at 16 stone, one and a quarter pounds. Okay, Donald, uh, what about that? My scales at home now tells me different, so I think it's mirror, mirror on the walls. <laughs> you know, yeah, listen, I was in around the 16, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, um, I, it's probably down to a poor diet, no exercise, so just really have to get my head straight, uh, a proper diet plan. No offense, the packs, just reading through the packs that we just got here. It's amazing, a lot of stuff. I need to go out and do change, change all the stuff in my fridge and actually start shopping now because I've none of that stuff in the back that I have, so I need to just change everything now. So looking forward to it, you know? Looking forward to it. Yeah. Anne-Marie Stewart, you're looking after this man for a week initially before... Fran takes the reins. Looking at him there, he, he doesn't look over 16 stone, does he? No, no, he doesn't look too bad, but we could take it in much more tighter and take in a little bit more off the top area and the midsection, but no, he'll be, he'll be stuck straight into work now this week and we'll have a challenge ahead of us, but then I'll hand him over to Fran and Fran will certainly take care of him then, so... 
I actually feel sorry for him then, but I never. <laughs> <laughs> but you're straight into it with yeah, him from tomorrow. For the yeah. next week, I have him, so yeah, he'll be my victim. And <laughs> I'll make it count the next week, so. <laughs> She's going to make it count, Donald. Okay, before we just head to a break on late lunch, what's your aim for the six weeks of the programme? Ideally, I'd like to do two stone. I, I'm not sure if that's achievable. Um, I, I, that, w- that would be my aim. So the nearest to two stone, the better in the six weeks. So I'm focused, I'm, uh, and, and this is what I want to do two stone. So that means four to five pounds in a week. Can he do that? Yeah, yeah it's possible. Yeah. Hard work yeah, and a good diet plan, and he'll be on his way. Yeah. So four to five pounds we're putting down as a marker for you in week one. Now that I heard it's five pounds, can I change that to a stone? <laughs> No, no, two stone, two stone. Let's set it in there. Let's see what happens. Listen, I can only try my best. I am. I'm going to give 110. percent If it happens, it happens. Donnelly, a real sport. Good luck to you in the next six weeks. I'll be on the journey with you. And thanks to Anne Marie Stewart and Fran Manish, who'll be monitoring you uh, for the next weeks. Good luck to both of you. Anyway, we're at the opening night, the first night of Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 at Integral Fitness and Leisure. We're heading to a short break on late lunch. Stay with us because we have two more candidates to meet. Welcome back to Integral Fitness and Leisure. It's the first night of Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019. Candidate number three. You know her well on late lunch. Woman with an opinion, many opinions. My go-to for children and family matters, Siobhan O'Neill White. Here we are. Here Look we at are. those scales. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to getting into it. And I want to get my kids involved. And I just want to... I, we know I had a little car accident uh, towards the end of last year. And I've been inactive for a while. And I've missed exercising. And I feel sluggish. And I haven't been sleeping as well. So, yeah, I do need to get myself back into good routine. So I am... Guy is telling me we're going to have fun. I don't believe him. I think he's lying to me. But um, I'm going to give it a good go. So, yeah, if I can do it with four kids and working, well, then anyone can do it. Absolutely. Mm. What do you reckon yourself? Are you a bit over what you should be with that inactivity and not doing much lately? Definitely. I mean, I've definitely put on weight. I've definitely put on seven to ten pounds in the last three months I know I have um, and that's purely I was injured I was feeling sorry for myself and um, I and I don't feel healthy as healthy as I normally would right now so I need a bit of structure a bit of routine and I just need to feel fit and healthy again and obviously yes I stuck my head into the quality street over Christmas and I now bitterly regret that why did they not take the tin off me and I'm going to regret that now when I stand on these scales but anyway (laughs) what's done is done moving forward no more quality street and um, yeah I'm looking forward to it great and that's lovely to hear because everybody is Siobhan I'm not going to delay anymore I can't wait we want to see what these scales say before we have a word just stand there now stand there Okay, Lorraine. Now, Siobhan weighs in at 13 stone and a half a pound. You see, that was that last few Quality Street got last the half year, pound. That was the tin. <laughs> that was the tin. Guy Bates, great to see you again. Welcome to the programme again this year. You both are going to be based in Integral in East Mead. 13 stone, just a half a pound over it. What do you reckon with Siobhan? You've met her just in the last while. Are you confident this woman can deliver for us? Absolutely. Yeah, no, she's great at uh, focus there. Uh, um, she definitely knows where she wants to go, what way she wants to train. Uh, the fact that she's getting the kids involved and the family involved means that they'll push her on when she has bad days as well. Um, it's not so much a... It's more of a lifestyle change than anything else. Small, small changes, and they make a big difference. Mm. 
You've been so successful in the past, and I'm not putting any pressure no, on you, Bob. <laughs> ah, yeah, no, I had Mark there, Mark McGowan last year, and Mark did really, really well. Um, funny enough, we actually trained together just only last week as well, and he's really got a good focus. He's put put on a little uh, few pounds as well over the Christmas, so that's why he was getting back into it. But not like I say, you, the mo- most important thing is you do have to have fun. You have to enjoy it. Um, once you kind of enjoy it, you have the fun along the way. Like I say, you'll see the changes fairly quickly. What is your aim for this programme? The others have told me already. Mm. What would you like to lose when it comes to weight? And is there anything else that you'd like to see uh, or get from this programme? Yeah, I just want to... I, I suppose I kind of want to get back to myself. And I have been out of action for a while. So I, I knew I'd put on... That's a little bit more than I thought I'd put on. That's about £12. Very bad. Them bloody quality street. But anyway, um, I would like to, I'd like to lose a stone in the next six weeks I'm going to say that and if I go over that well then that's great but I'm going to I'm going to go for that um, and I'm going to I'm going to do my best so I will definitely I will do my best so if anybody wants to see how I'm getting on I'll keep a little diary going and all of that so yeah and Guy doesn't seem too cruel he's a lovely softy I can tell you I feel like I'm being tricked Uh, he seems very nice but I'm going down tomorrow morning we're going to start tomorrow morning and just get straight into it straight in and no delay so a stone Siobhan says she'd be happy with which says about two to three pounds per week yeah very achievable Um, very achievable very realistic Um, like you say it's just about getting going now Jerry. this is like you can do all the way ins and everything but the proof of the puddings tomorrow morning when we're there and we're having fun and we're half eight tomorrow morning half eight tomorrow morning I'll have to get out my own bed <laughs> you will indeed this woman will have you on your toes as well I can assure you that well look at you have a full seven days to come back here and that target of two to three pounds we'll be watching out for that next week can I wish you all the best Guy Bates and especially Miss Siobhan O'Neill White from mams.ie good luck to you thank you Jerry. do it all the way okay? you will yeah from the sidelines yeah, you will Jerry. indeed yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. tough job. Someone has to yeah. do it, you know, yourself. No, <laughs> Good luck to both of you. Thank Thanks you. a million. Thank Thanks a million. Okay, last but not least. Yes, here he is, the man himself. Mr. Alan Fedigan is joining us along with his personal trainer, the wonderful Nathan McLaughlin. Alan Fedigan, good to see you. I'll tell you one thing. You're off to a flyer already with the Liverpool shirt on tonight. Oh, yeah. Going well so far, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're hoping Wolves win this evening at Manchester. Dreaming, I hope, and dreaming. <laughs> Alan, we met you last week. Lovely to see you again here this evening. It is the first night you're in. There's no turning back at this stage. No, I'm looking forward to now. Looking forward to get started, Jerry. What about the weekend in, and the build-up to this? Did you do anything different? Did you just eat as normal, continue on? Didn't make any special effort? No, it went to be our Saturday all day, so just to get prepared for it. That's your last all day Saturday, let me tell you, boy, for a while. Yes, yeah, yeah, for six weeks anyway, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, good, and that is what this is about. This is a six-week programme to introduce people to this and then it's up to you at that, after that stage to see what you do with it. What do you think will be the biggest challenge, just come back to this again, for you over the six weeks, besides none of those Saturdays? The diet end of it, the eating, you know, I have to get into a routine now of eating properly and no rubbish. Now, Lisa, your partner is a chef a wonderful cook come on Alan yeah well she'll make it happen hopefully she'll, she'll make sure I'm <laughs> she'll walk right the magic time. will she yeah she will indeed hopefully Lisa good luck to you we're depending on you to guide this man along and what about exercise you haven't been doing a lot have you lately no no not much at all this is good while mm. 
maybe two years. <laughs> oh, two years. So this will be a shock to the system as well. Nathan is standing beside me there. We're going to get a, a word with him in a moment. But like the others, will you step on the scales there and we'll keep a good eye on you. Nathan, keep a good eye on these figures here now. And of course, Lorraine is with me as well. And what do the scales say for Alan Fedigan? Alan is weighing in at 20 stone and 12 and a half pounds. About right? Exactly right, yeah. You expected that? Yes, yes. Well, no shock? No shock at all, no. Nathan McLaughlin, great to see you again. To Welcome to the programme again you. this year. Well, six weeks with this man. What can we expect? I'm looking forward to it. Like I said to him, he's a personal trainer. He has a chef, so there's really no excuse for us. But no, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm at the honour of the meeting him there from what they're hitting it off grind. So I can see a positive six weeks. I've, I've no doubt that you'll do great. With him coming back to exercise, you know, as he says, not having exercise for two years, that is a consideration for you when you're starting off. Definitely, yeah, but it will come back to him. I know it will. I can see by him, you know, he definitely has the drive for it. You know, he definitely will pull it off. But, uh, yeah, it is something we'll factor in. But I'm meeting him tomorrow. We're starting bright and early tomorrow morning. Spin class, half six in the morning. So we'll learn a lot by that. And we'll do a little bit after. But uh, first week will be trial and error. we see how we go. And then stuck in then the following week. Half six in the morning? Half six in the morning, yeah. Have you a temperature? No, no, that's the best time to try it. And you will be here? Yes, most certainly. For the programme, six weeks, what would you like to see? When you stand on those scales at the end of this programme in six weeks' time, what would you like to have lost? Hopefully two stone. OK, two stone. Nathan? Yeah, definitely. I'd be looking for that as well. Yeah, last time I did it, I think we did £30. I've no doubt that we can get up near the £30 mark again. Mm. Yeah. It's a big ass though, in six weeks, isn't it? It is a big ask, but again, we're going for an intense six weeks. I'm not looking for something to be... This isn't something he's going to maintain forever, but for this six weeks, we're going to go hell for leather and then look at what we can do to maintain then after the six-week period. It's a lifestyle change. And that is the thing to say about this. Are you looking forward to it? Very much so, yeah. You're glad you're in now? Yes, delighted. Can't wait to start in the morning. Yeah, and I'm delighted we recruited you as well. Well, look, the very best luck to you, Alan Fedigan. You have a great man here in Nathan McLaughlin. I know this. He's been so successful in the past. Good luck to both of you, Andrew. We'll see you here in a week's time and see how we go. So that would say for Alan, what, about £4 plus for him to lose this week and each week? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I normally stick with me about three to four pounds uh, for the first week, yeah, definitely looking for three to four. And then as it goes on, I'd be happy with two pounds a week. We always seem to get above that. But, but yeah, look, yeah. we're set to two pounds and I'm happy with that. Okay. Any more is a bonus. Okay, he's always on the side of caution. I know you can do more. I, you definitely can. Anyway, good luck to both of you. Nathan McLaughlin and Alan Fedigan. Thanks a million. Just back to you, Lorraine, before we finish this evening. Well, we have all the news. We have the picture painted. I know you'll be doing other things as well with them there uh, when we uh, go away in a few moments' time. We have very interesting interesting people haven't we yeah there are four great guys I, I you do it every year jerry you bring me over very positive people you know they're always a pleasure to work with it's the best time of year to do anything like this january we're all on the fitness bandwagon these guys have got personal trainers that have so much knowledge in losing weight at their fingertips it's really down to them now to use and abuse them for the next six weeks Absolutely, and do give the people at Integral Fitness and Leisure a shout. They'd be delighted to talk to you. It's a busy time of the year, but they look after all comers here and look after them so well. So that's it. We've weighed in tonight. The first night is under our belts. They're away to do their work now for the next seven days, and we'll be back Tuesday next to see how they've got on after week one. Lose weight, feel great. 2019, we're on our way. 
We certainly are on our way. I just love this time of the year and what an intriguing six weeks lies ahead for Anne Mead, Donald Waters, Siobhan O'Neill White and Alan Fedigan. We'll be watching them closely every Tuesday on Late Lunch. We'll have the way in for you. We'll have updates on the Fridays as well and please do follow us across and follow them on social media as well. Lots happening there with Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 in association with Integral Fitness and Leisure. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio and before I tell you that news is coming up. I can give you news already. They've been in the gym, some of them at 6.30 this morning. Away they go for sure and again I wish them well. Yes, news and weather on the way and after 2 o'clock we meet Mark O'Neill, the founder of Soup Kitchens in the North East. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. My next guest is originally from Dundalk. He now lives in Kells as a successful businessman. Mark O'Neill opened his first soup kitchen in Drogheda in 2015. I remember it well. I talked to him back then before moving on to open one in Nav in 2016, Balbriggan last year and most recently Dundalk. The demand for what he does is substantial still. Isn't it hard to believe the way the economy is? So what's behind it? Why do people need a soup kitchen? We're going to find out now. I want to welcome back to Late Lunch, Mark O'Neill. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Jerry. Thank you for I having me. I can't believe those years have gone by. They just shoot by the since we, we talked when you were setting up for the, for the first time. Just remind our listeners again, you have a, a background in business, a very successful background. Well, <laughs> if, if you say so, I've, I've been in the pub business for a long number of years and done a lot of property investments and that kind of thing, restaurants and that kind of thing. So uh, I suppose I got out in the good times, might have got caught with one or two, but overall done pretty well uh, and was successful enough. Yeah, and that's uh, often timing is everything, isn't it, Mark? It. You, I don't have to tell that's you that. It. So success in business, uh, know the wheelings and dealings, the intricacies, and obviously it's something that rocked your clock. Why did you go down this road with the soup kitchen initially? Well, I suppose... I suppose from my point of view, uh, back in 2010, I had a quadruple bypass and um, I ended up like the, the, the couch vegetable. I was lying on the couch, taking over the television on a daily basis where the children weren't allowed to look at anything. It was all me. So uh, a daughter of mine said to me, you know, Mark, look at <laughs> you, you'd done business in, in uh, around Drogheda and uh, Mead and all them areas and she says um, basically that there was a guy doing soup kitchens up in the west and she says why don't we go and take a look at them it might be something that you might be interested in getting setting up so we went and we had a look at one in Athlone and um, yes it was lovely to see people being looked after but at that particular time the quality of food and where they were eating it I didn't like it. I didn't think much of it. Uh, So came back and doing a bit of thinking and talking and the devil knows what. And it took all in all a year or two of of, of planning, but ended up, uh, we decided we'd set one up in um, Drogheda. So we had to get a committee together, uh, a board of directors and set set everything up properly as a company, as you have to before you get your charitable status. And basically... um, we set up in 2013 and Drogheda was the first spot we started on West Street. And what we discovered over a month or two was it was it was too 
busiest street for people to keep their dignity intact and that kind of thing. So what we decided to do was get another spot and an off off location. And Jerry Brady, the publican, uh, had a spot up there on Dolan's Corner and he looked after us very well rent-wise and, and accommodated us in a lot of ways. So we opened up the soup kitchen in in his building. Uh, we've been there since. Uh, it has been very successful. Not a nice thing to be saying. Uh, it has been very, very busy. Um, you'd, you'd now have to say over the last number of years, it has gone down by about 40%-ish, something in or around that, which is a good thing because guys have got houses and uh, we helped with some of that. Uh, also, other individuals uh, would have got work because things are improving in certain sectors. And um, so all in all, we would be doing maybe eleven to 1,200 uh, meals, let's say, in Drogheda now per week, rather than what we were doing at the beginning, which was in the 2000s. Oh, my God, that is a good sign, let me say. And not, not for you, I know. No, 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 it's great. It, no, it's actually great because at You're the happy. end of the day, yes, we're, we're still serving a lot of them people through the home visits with the, the, the food hampers. OK, we're going to come on to that in a moment. Something I copped you said there a moment ago when you were in West Street, dignity, people's pride. Yes. Is that still a factor? Is there still a stigma to go to a soup kitchen. Well, let's put it this way. I'm sure. I'm sure that, that there is to a, a degree because when you walk over, when you walk over the threshold of a place that says uh, the Soup Kitchen, Navin Soup Kitchen, or whatever, it's 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 a big step for somebody to make. Now, when they've made it, when they go in, the response to get. Uh, the way their dignity is kept intact when they go in there. It's like walking into a restaurant and ordering your food. The only difference is you don't need money. And uh, they're treated with kindness. They're they're even uh, if we have an overflow of volunteers, they'll go out and sit and talk to uh, different generations, even the older generation we have coming in during the winter, unfortunately, because they can't eat and heat their houses at the same time. It's, it becomes very, very that's difficult. That's still a fact of life. That's, that's a fact of life. In yeah. an economy that's booming and with almost full mm-hmm. employment in a wealthy yeah. country, developed country like ours. Well, unfortunately, as I see it, uh, you have two individuals, a husband and wife, living in a house. All of, all of a sudden, the wife dies or the husband dies. There's one pension coming in of 233 quid a week, whereas uh, I think the government should be doing the decent thing and at least given half of what the other person's pension would be because they still have to run a house. Mm. They still have all them costs and it's not possible on the 233 to run a house. It's just, it's not possible. So the choice between heat and food, and that's where you come in that's where we come to in. feed people. Yes. Isn't that shocking to contemplate that still today? Um, the, the model you have is, is highly successful. And you've rolled it out, as I said, Navin, Balbriggan, Dundalk now. It's right across this area that we cover here on LMFM Radio. Um, is it typically men? Is it a male thing more than a female? Um I'll, I'll give you, for instance, I suppose, in, in Drogheda and in um, Navan. We we have half and half in Navan. In Drogheda, it'd be more male. And in Balbriggan, it's more female. 
So Dundalk hasn't just opened its door yet. Yes. Uh, we've uh, an electrical issue, but um, I don't know what way it'll it'll turn out. Pan out there as well. Yes. But that's that's on the way shortly. Look, I suppose people say today, you are one great guy to do this and set all these places up. But it doesn't run on snuff. So what's your funding model? Or are you making a fortune out of this yourself? No. Uh, as anyone would say, you have to look at the, to go into the company accounts in the CRO office. There's absolutely nobody paid. It's a total voluntary service from the volunteers that give out the food to the individuals, let's say me, fr- fronting it, so to speak. Uh, we have a board of directors. There is nobody paid. There's absolutely no salaries. So how do you fund this? We sell a pen on the street. You might have seen us on the street. We sell a, a, a biro. It's only the biro is a nominal cost. It's 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 just a way of raising funds. It's just it's a gift sake for somebody donating two euro or three euro, whatever the case mm. may be. So the pen is one thing. Do you organise any other fundraising? We're hoping to this year uh, set up a car draw for a Mercedes and a few other bits and pieces, but they're all, we can only do it according to us being able to afford it. The most important thing to us is to keep the service intact uh, in the four units. It, we have a cost of 285000 this year to run the four units. So that's what we have to raise. It's quite a bit of money. And obviously as well, you get donations, do you? Yeah. Do you get gifts of food? Uh, we would. Oh, yes. We, uh, Bally Maguire Foods uh, are one of the biggest companies and, and one of the most loyal to us. Uh, they be our biggest supplier who look after us on a weekly basis with pallet loads of... To be short run dates, uh, a week left or uh, maybe a week and a half uh, and... They're really. If we hadn't got the like of Bally Maguire Foods backing us, we'd be we'd be in trouble. We wouldn't have we wouldn't be where we are now. You couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. The soup kitchen is one aspect of your business. The other aspect is the hampers or the parcel service yes. that you do. Did that follow on from the kitchen? Was that something an add on? No, we actually we introduced that in the beginning right. as well because we understood that we you will have housewives. You'll have a, that won't want to bring their children to a soup kitchen because uh, the soup kitchens are mainly filled up with with adults rather than children. And so they, from that point of view, it was easier for them to Facebook us, private message us and ask us, could we drop a food parcel to the individual's home, which we do. And we, we do it in a non-marked van or a non-marked car so that... Again, their dignity is kept intact. There's privacy there also. Is it really a no-questions-asked basis? If somebody crosses your doorstep into the soup kitchen, uh, similarly with a parcel, that if somebody comes to you, do you try and do a little bit of research as to these people being deserving or not? No. To be straight and honest with you, we, we, we strongly feel if somebody crosses the door pat into the soup kitchen, the most certainly needed because they're passing that big sign soup kitchen. So we would we would imagine that they definitely need the service. And in most cases, yes, from what we look at, we're not being abused from that point of view. Housewise, um, like I've been to big houses in Drogheda and big houses in North Dublin and you'd be surprised at the type of house you might be walking into but it doesn't mean that the individual isn't under distre- in distress. I walked in one evening at about 
half seven into a lady's house and she came in and she started opening the press. I says, you don't need to do anything like that. I just drop your food parcel here on the table and I'm going, you know. But what she wanted to show me was, she says, she says, you've seen the car outside the door. She says, my husband, she says, works during the day. He passes on the real stick in the evening to me. I go out cleaning offices for the night. She says, we've credit union loan car loan and we have to have the car on the road she says for work and the mortgage and which they had to put an extend by five years or ten years in some cases and there's a lot of people appear on the outside to look good but in actual fact it's not the situation and the reality is quite different it is Mark do you mind if I read out these figures here because I, I want people to, to get a grasp and understand how much help you are giving people the total number of hot meals you served between Drogheda Navan and Balbriggan last year was 101,237 my oh my the food hampers in Louthmead Westmead and North County Dublin 16,640 and the meals supplied to resource centres in Louthmead Westmead and North County Dublin, 350,000 meals there. Explain about those resource centres, your link with them. Yeah, there, there's resource centres in Trim, they, uh, in, in Kells. Uh, there's also Mana uh, charity shops who supply food to individuals struggling. There'd be individuals that we mightn't be able to get to. We wouldn't be physically able to get to everyone one way or the other. And it's great to have... Uh, the like of Connect and Drogheda, the Resource Centre in Kells, in Trim. They all deliver uh, Kinnegad, um, places like that. They mm. all, they can, they have families that actually come to their centres and pick up food. So all we have to do is get the food down by van, delivered to the resource yes. centres. And they do a lot of it themselves as well. I'm just saying we contribute towards it. That's... When you see people down in their luck and struggling, is there any one common denominator that you see, or one more prominent than others, that, you know, causes people to lose their focus in life, you know, get off the mainstream, lose job, home, etc.? Do people take to drink, you know what I mean, for example, a dependency you, maybe on that, and then they don't eat, all the focus goes into that, maybe a drug addiction or things like that? No, yes, do you see that? We, we, we see an awful lot of, of, of drink addictions, drug addictions, uh, we've, we've seen it all. We've actually, we work closely with SOSAD and uh, a few other organisations, even housing organisations like Simon, to try and put people in, in the way of getting help. Um, you won't always get a great result, but um, in, in NAV and last year we were very successful with a certain amount of people. Uh, that's something that we're hoping to roll out in the future to strengthen our operations in the sense of having somebody there that can talk to individuals about what they may be going through and what they possibly could be done for them. Okay, yes. Getting to the, the nub of the issue, why somebody is actually with you and yes. see, can you help from uh, that perspective as well? Yes. So that's a, that's a broadening out of your yes. remit, isn't it, it as is, well? It is, mm. it is. It makes sense, I suppose, because you are a, a captive, uh, should I yes. say, they're a captive audience coming to you. True, mm. true, true. And, and, and like at the end of the day, we're hoping also to add in washing facilities, um, hairdressing facilities, all that kind of thing. Now, there won't be magic hairdressing things <laughs> or anything like that. It'll be all the basics. But uh, any, any, any which way we can improve somebody's life, especially when things are down for them, uh, we, will, we will do our utmost mm. to do. 
Well, what drives you on every day? Because you are, you, you've told me again that you're not getting anything out of this no. personally. No. I, and you've put money into it. I have, but I've, I've done pretty well in life. So I suppose from my point of view, uh, just to see a glee on someone's face or somebody prospering again or somebody like we've seen, uh, let's say, lightweights, if that's the word you use, coming into soup kitchens in the past. And to see them now with a little bit of a belly on them and a, and, and a flush face and and happier, more confident in themselves. We've, we've a lot of individuals that come in there uh, and they might have problems. It, it stems from even mental problems, kind of different, different issues. But we like to get the volunteers to sit and talk to individuals and without prying, try and help in an indirect way and with all the numbers of all the different associations in each of the towns which we like to be able to uh, put them in touch with. Do you ever have, I think of the old parables in the Christian message uh, where Jesus helped so many people and yet mm-hmm. did anyone ever come back to him and say, thank you Lord for what you've done for me? You know, you've mentioned the numbers particularly in Drogheda have declined and it's good news yes, as you say, people great. are getting back into work, sorting out the roof over their heads, heads. etc. Yeah. Have you had anybody ever come to you and say, thanks Mark? Loads of people. I I have to say one thing, if I walked into any of the soup kitchens and called by my first name walking by people and you get thanks, so much thanks, it's unreal. It's amazing the amount of manners, even from somebody that might have problems, it's amazing the amount of man. Once you show a person kindness, they'll show it back to you. So you do get it and people Aye. are good. They think oh, of you brilliant. and they come back to you and say, listen, thanks for the thanks for that. Did the, you up? the wee lift, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. That must be very special to well, you. It, it is. And, and to all the volunteers, in fairness, yeah. that work in all the centres, because without the volunteers, none of the centres would be there. And that's been straight and honest. If we had to pay for workers, we... You'd be out of business again. It's of, another aspect yes, of this. Tell me about volunteers and getting volunteers. Is that volunteering spirit alive and well or have you ever struggled at any stage or do you always have a turnover and have you people with you long term? I have to say we have people with us long term without a shadow of a doubt but there's always people coming on stream. There's always people that will give you three months of their time, six months of their time or a year of their time but the people in Ireland are, are great people and they'll they're the people that look after the people in need and I have to take my hat off to them. They're absolutely fantastic. Now, Navin has gone really well since it opened. Drogheda is so well established. Navin then following Balbriggan. You are, again, just coming back to this, Dundalk is your next, next. soup kitchen set yes. to open very, very soon yes. indeed. Where is that and why have you gone into Dundalk? We've gone into Dundalk. Uh, it's, it's on Bridge Street in Dundalk, number 18 Bridge Street on Dundalk. Uh, it's, let's say... Again, it's another off-street location. Um, it, it Again, it, it, keeping people's dignity intact is an important thing, so that's why we picked the location. The rent was pretty right as well. Um, but the reason we went to Dundalk was what, what we've noticed and what has been said to us. We, we have people that ring us, like councillors and different, ring us and ask us to come to the area. Unfortunately, you can't go everywhere financially, but we'd love to get to as many places as we can but Dundalk um, with the Simon community down there they do a wonderful job of bedding people at night and all that kind of thing but most individuals then during the day have nowhere to go so they're roaming the streets and 
there can be things like small petty crime and, and the devil knows what going on, even as much as robbing food to eat. Uh, we hope to bridge that gap and uh, hopefully from a, a Gardaí point of view maybe take a bit of our work down for them uh, on these petty little things. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to provide what we do in all the soup kitchens. We provide a full Irish breakfast in the morning or it can be a cereal or whatever and at dinner time they'll have a choice of two or three different dinners and up to four o'clock in the evening they can get soup, sandwiches, tea or coffee unlimited. Uh, only The only thing we stipulate is it's a one-hour stay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We don't want anyone hanging around. I understand. You'd be clogged, wouldn't you, for the day? You would, of course. Yeah, And you have to have a turnover of people that you want to help as well. So from breakfast through to evening, are you a a seven-day-a-week operation? Seven-day-a-week. 365 days. Yes. You were open Christmas Day this year. We were open Christmas Day in three of the centres. My and my. And, And thankfully, would you believe... The figures on last year for two of the places I could only go on, I couldn't go on Balbriggan, but there were nearly half, which was brilliant. It meant more of of, of the homeless and that got into somebody's home yes. or got into re- relatives or relatives, friends, whatever the case may be, which was brilliant. Mm. Oh, it's good, good news story. So where to from here? You know, I know Dundalk is imminent. Are, are you sort of at, at stretch to your limit now? That no, the four we're, of them? We're, we're, well, the board of directors, uh, what, what we're intending on doing is hoping to go Mullingar at Lone, uh, Loch Ray and Galway City. To the West Coast? To the West Coast. That's that's where we're hoping to go next. Now, uh, we have a, a, a famous journalist up in the north wants us to go into Northern Ireland, but to be honest with you, uh, at the minute, financially and otherwise, we'd be, we'd be just stretching ourselves out of it. But we'd hope sometime to be able to do something. And after next week or two, you might be crossing the border. Correct, correct. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> who knows who what's knows, going to happen in the next few hours that'll change the course of history. Do you know something? I have so much admiration for you. I really do. I think you are one of the finest examples of philanthropy in the northeast you've done so much for so many people helped so many people and i want to 
congratulate you on the success of your kitchens. Wish you well with Dundalk and the plans for the future. More people like Mark O'Neill would make this country so brilliant, wouldn't it? It really would. Mark, it's a pleasure to meet you again today on Jerry, the show. Jerry, thank you and thank you, listeners. Thank, thank you, you for joining me. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Thank you for all your comments. I will get to them in a wee while, but it's time for our first motoring feature of 2019. And yes, he's back for another year. I think he's looking younger than ever because I don't know what he has or what he's eaten, but he's doing something right. Tony Conlon is back for the new year and today, and part of our feature in motoring all year going on, we're going to feature one of our local motor dealers, and it has to be only one for us today on Late Lunch. Yes, our show sponsors, Blackstone Motors and Noel Stewart is with us. Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. Happy motoring new year year to both of you. May I say first, Tony Conlon, you've been looking at the the year ahead and speculating on all of the marks and new models, etc. But before we begin, I'll put this question to both of you in turn. Just looking at the figures, 2017 and 2018, uh, car sales in Louth, only down slightly in Louth, 17 and 18, less than 1%. In Meath, a 5% drop, a little more significant in Meath, Tony. Looking ahead, do you think that downward trend or what's going to happen with the Well, like the first 10 days of this year is down a little bit again. But like the uncertainty out there with Brexit and the way things are basically going, like it's not, it's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, once it doesn't spoil, like and the import factor is is and that's something we could speak about too. Like yes, yeah, so we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, like it's having a, it's having a factor on it too. But no, look, it's steady. It's steady going at the moment, considering everything that's going on. Okay. Um, what about from your own perspective, Noel? What what are Blackstone planning for? Yeah, no. What we found um, during the year, we normally would concentrate on our order bank. So the, the pre-orders for one nine one slightly down on last on on the previous year, but but it's nothing. Really Really, we're not too concerned about that. I mean, like most manufacturers are, are forecasting a flat year this year. Now, for the first ten days and up until today, the market's down slightly. But but again, does it's too early to call, Jerry? Yes. Really, it really yeah. is. It's yeah. only the very start of the year. <coughs> Absolutely. And Noel, while you're with us, congratulations <coughs> because you set up in Drogheda, opened in Cavan, and you've just opened at the start of the new year in Dundalk. So three Blackstones now. Yeah. So so, yeah, great great um, great plans. I mean, like, like we, we've. Yeah, we've we've had this up our sleeve for a long time, really, for the last three years, and I suppose look, we we've been we've been looking at how how can we, I suppose, get more from the business, how can we develop the business further, and really the, the next step was Dundalk, you know, mm. um, Donald's up there at the moment, and anyone who's listening to your show will know he's probably has a treadmill up there now in his little CX sports <laughs> gear, jogging away around the showrooms, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, look, look, it, it was always on the cards, and uh, um, I, I suppose Brexit did sort of cloud the vision in relation to would we do it or would we not do it, but. I mean, like we opened, we opened uh, in eleven years ago in, in Drogheda, and um, myself and Donald, two other two other employees. We opened, you know, two months before the the big economical crash. So now we're looking at saying, do you know what, Brexit, we have to move on, and we just have to make our own path. And, you and guys will handle it. Isn't that a great vote of confidence, Tony? Absolutely, it's a positive thinking, and that's what it's all about. Like you mm. know, and it's fantastic for a town to get another new garage, you know what I mean? It's, you see numbers grow in employment and you know the way we've been all speaking about employment and employment and, and now we see a shortage of apprenticeships in various outlets. Yes. And uh, look, it's 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 very positive to, to see a new garage and a dealership uh, 
fantastic and, and, and to see the boys doing it it's fantastic they did start in very difficult hard times in Drogheda when they built a big yeah. place and to know they were told about it wasn't just luck got them there to this moment in time Jerry. it was very hard work because we've been in and out we know them mm. you know so it's it's well done to anyone to get over the whole uh, recession as such yes. but it's, it's to think positive and don't let the country go wild or mad or mm. whatever mm. like that's it. very very important let's talk for a moment before we get into the different marks and models including your own Noel with Renault and Dacia um, the big conundrum again for everybody who are looking at cars today and they're coming into you in the showroom as well is the big talk about petrol versus diesel hybrid electric what's the story there yeah I mean the, okay the, to a certain degree there probably is a bit of bad press um, sent around diesel at the moment but in all honesty, we, we have seen an increase in interest in, in petrol and definitely now with, with Renault and Dacia, they are offering more more of the petrol variants, particularly with, with, with Dacia, with Duster. Mm. We would never have had a, a petrol engine for Duster in the past and this year now with the launch of new Duster, which, which actually came out la- late last year, but with the orders starting to flow now, petrol is available and... Okay, it's, it's it's a great option to have for somebody who's not doing anything over 15,000 kilometres a year. Mm. Diesel-wise, though... I mean, like, um, we're not seeing a massive decrease personally ourselves, and even within our cavern branch, definitely not now. It's it's ninety percent diesel. Up okay, there. yeah. And um, we would envisage that Dundalk would be very similar. It's going to be maybe a seventy twenty split between petrol and diesel, with the bigger cars looking f- towards the diesel engine. Mm. Electric Renault are pushing hard now for for electric. Um, we've got the Zoe, and like I mean, there's some fantastic offers on Zoe at the moment. Anything from from buying it down to zero percent finance to to support the, the electric vehicle interest. Yeah. Um, and I mean, is there an interest? <coughs> there is, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's um, for sure. People are looking towards electric. What we find, yeah, absolutely. Well, like uh, anyone who's who's made an, who's made an inquiry with ourselves looking towards an electric vehicle actually has more research done than 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 the average buyer. Mm. So they could, they could probably even tell us more about the car than we can tell them. And here's know? the question, because it's often been a question when you move from one mark to another, or if you move from diesel to petrol, if I go to you with a diesel or a petrol and I'm trading against uh, an electric, how will I fare out? Jerry, I'll take a bike. We'll take a bike in for a train. We don't care. The way everything has value. Tony, no wonder they came through what they came through. Everything has value. Everything has value. Okay. Um, I mean, diesel, look, from our point of view, we still have a strong outlet for diesel, for, for, for second-hand diesels, um, even to the point where anything over 10 years of age, we do have, we, we have a channel to dispose of that stock. So, and in fairness to Renault and to Dacia, there is subsidies in the background that we would support, or trade subsidies that we are supporting our customers with. Um and we would know that there, there wouldn't be that many manufacturers out there supporting the buyer like Renault, particularly with, as I said, the trade subsidies and also with Renault Bank as well. Okay. So from our point of view, if I'd be brutally honest, it doesn't concern us at all. Okay. We're in a great position. Petrol, diesel. Uh, you must remember why petrol is a kind of back to a certain degree. There's a good marketing campaign there. It's not, there's a little bit of anti-diesel there too, like the European countries and this sort of thing about major cities and that. But <clears throat> there's a few things to remember. The reason petrol is back, Jerry, is not too long ago at all. You could not get a petrol car that would not have very high road tax. Mm. So the CO2 levels have come down on the petrol. The smaller engines are producing more power. Yeah. So the whole technology thing has changed and now you have a petrol and that that's fine. Just that, that certain people would, that would suit right down to the ground if you're not doing major mileage I say it here again as diesel dead when you have someone like Mercedes spending 7 billion 
on diesel research and now you go to a Mercedes A class B class and you lift the bonnet it's a Renault diesel engine that's underneath it mm. so there's no manufacturer going to spend that sort of money and see it. Unless dead. there's a future for it. And the word has it out there that the NOx factor, and that's the one that started yeah. the big thing a number of years back, the NOx factor, uh, the real pollutant, is, I believe, I believe, it's nearly at the point of being cured as such. Mm. You know? And that's a big point. Yeah. Just on the electric before we move on, um, Charging points. How many years ago did you and I start talking about this here? We had Electric yeah, Ireland yeah. and we had the government which yes, is here yes. and they were all giving the point of view that yes, this is going to happen. Yes, yes. Obviously, it hasn't happened enough with electric recharging points, pu- public ones I'm talking about, number one. Yeah. And the technology for range, you know, that is improving, yeah. but it just needs to go that little step and the battery size smaller. But you see, like, like, Marketing and PR is a great thing. Like you know, like people can convince you of anything. They do anxiety. This board anxiety come up, and I think there's a prayer you can actually say it to Saint Anthony for or something. But 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 the fact of the matter is, the anxiety range factor that's gone now. It's it's almost gone. When you when you have the Chloe going to do two fifty, you have Hyundai's coming out going to do four hundred. You have Leaf going up the step two yeah. with the Nissan. So the range is gone. You're the saying, range, and there is electric to suit people. But the thing to have to get is the infrastructure right. That's what we're talking about. Noel, would you agree with Tony on that? Yeah. One? Well, you see, the thing about the infrastructure is there is a certain element and and of infrastructure in place, but from a, from a ZE point of view, a zero emission electric vehicle, your main charging point is your house. Um, and your your point of residence. Yeah. So, so what would happen if you were to invest in, a, in an electric vehicle? The dealership should support the buyer in relation to trying to get a charging point fitted to their house. Which at this stage now, it's it's. I mean, we've 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 had a subcontractor come down and fit a charging point to our dealership, um, an extra charge point to the external, and it was done in an hour. Okay. I mean, like, and it's small money to get it done, and mm. that's really that's that's if you're able to get a, a you know a, a range of two fifty from your ZE. Um, on average, it would cover at least two days' journey yeah, travelling, yeah. and, and so you're that, charging overnight. That is the key. Yeah, it's, it's the factor about when I said good PR marketing, propaganda is another thing. Like the average mileage people do in Ireland, they say right across range. If you average everything, it's about sixty kilometres a day. Mm. So like, that's it's well know, it's, covered by it's that. Well covered. But that's the point. No, get those <coughs> points into homes that people have the facility there, and then you can charge, and you're not depending as much on public charge Ex- points. Exactly. And I mean, like the whole char- uh, public charging points. I mean, that's a bonus. I mean, it's free. It's effectively free fuel. <clears throat> now, that's going to change in the near future. Listen to Electric Gordon, but but really, you know what we find with even with a buyer who's researched an electric vehicle and is 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 um is charging from their own home I mean like the 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 cost the cost element and the savings it's just phenomenal it's huge really it's, it's huge. Huge. There's a big yeah. benefit in it yeah. just before we head to the break Tony you mentioned Mercedes there and I know you've been talking the one of the marks you've been talking about it's all changed for Mercedes this year a huge number of new models coming yeah we're going to launch eight new ones <coughs> and seven facelifted versions and there's many a company out there will be glad to have one facelift of one coming in 2019 but it goes to show you that the thinking the Germans are going there like you know they're, they're widening the variety and of course Mercedes even in, in my time was their appeal was to an older generation. Mm. Now that the appeal has changed, Noel, isn't it? Like it's they want to appeal to the young, they want to appeal to the successful young people to have a few pound in that. And uh, 
it's going to be varying, so many different variants there. We won't even go through them. But yes, look, I know. You're, you're looking at some like 15 new cars. Yeah, we're yeah. going to touch on that. Yeah. And of course, to remember that it's a Renault diesel engine under the bonnet of Mercedes as yeah. well. So yeah. the synergies and links are uh, yeah. so so strong and substantial across the board with everybody. We're motoring on late launch, our first of 2019. Noel Stewart is here from Blackstone Motors, Drahada Cavan, and now Dundalk. Our man Tony Connell is with us as well. If you want to ask a question, look at the years of experience we have in the studio today. Oh, eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by text or WhatsApp, or you can call in now on eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. First motoring of twenty nineteen on late launch, and we're delighted to have Noel Stewart from Blackstone Motors with us on the show today, and of course Tony Conlon. Noel, just to talk about yourselves and uh, your newbies uh, for twenty nineteen, starting with Renault. Uh, tell me about this new Megane Grand Coupe. I believe it has extras galore. Yeah, well, the Grand the Grand Coupe is basically uh, it's basically the Megane Saloon which took over from Fluence and um, look it, it, the whole you know the remodelling of the Megane range it, they've done they've done a phenomenal job they really have mm. um, I mean like when you look at the, the standard of the, of the specifications and they've upgraded these specs again for 2019 what we find is is that I mean like France when we deal with Renault and, and, we, and we're talking to the French element of Renault they scratch their head because they don't they can't physically get around the idea that, that, that the saloon would sell so well in one country in Europe I mean we're a real saloon country here mm. for some reason where in the UK it's more a hatchback sort of environment but from ourselves and our own point of view um, yeah, I mean, like, like it's it's it, it just offers that car just offers just a lot more bang for its buck, really. When you have somebody who wants who wants a bit of value, but also a bit of economy and good spec, space, isn't yeah, it? And uh, good yeah. spec. And yeah. Tony, you are always when I come back to you again. Your mantra is: the day you buy, buy as best you can with as much technology and features on the car as possible. The day you buy is the day you sell. There's no question at all about that. And I, <coughs> I don't, I can't tell you the spec of every car. It'd be totally mm. impossible. But there's one thing I would look for if at all possible now in a car is traffic sign recognition mm. and the reason I say that here is to this is what the 15th of January mm. since since January I've met four speed vehicles and in other words if I was got to four times and hopefully I wasn't got Todd it'd be 12 points you'd be off the road and be gone yeah so like that's self-explanatory what it does it controls the speed of your car so there's so much technology there the day of the sunroof it's lovely you know what I mean but think safety and think technology and think of the next person what they'll want when you're when you're buying moving your that car, car on. Yeah. very good indeed yeah. now Dacia has been uh, the new child in your stable but it's there a few years now yeah. but it was at the time it came in and people looked at this and wondered Noel would it wouldn't it how would it do yeah. but this new duster is really getting top billing isn't it yeah it's it actually from Renault's point of view Renault are actually anticipating that duster may potentially be their number one selling model of the, of this year 2019 the whole revamp of duster um you know, new engines, petrol variants, but also new chassis, new technology. Even though it looks it looks quite similar to 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 the Phase One duster, but the Phase Two is actually a completely different beast altogether. Um, but the big thing though is is with Duster and with Dacia is the price point. Like I mean, you, you've got a, a petrol variant, a good standard spec petrol variant coming in at eighteen eighteen thousand one forty, and a, a, dust, a, a, a diesel version coming in around nineteen six. Like you, you don't. I, Personally speaking, we we would struggle to get you into a Clio diesel for nineteen six. Mm. You know the kind of way. So, and you're talking about a big, big car, big, big SUV. You know, you like it, Tony. I do. I like it from. Uh, you know the saying, "Where were you when something important happened?" Or where was I when that shave duster came in? But I was down in Wicklow at the launch of it, 
And I was going around with a few colleagues and they were kind of saying, I know the recession was coming in. Uh, it's Romanian. When you look at the panel gaps, when you look at this, I was inclined to give it a chance. And the boys from Europe, Brian, left and drive versions for us to drive. That was a great idea. But the price was the big thing. Couldn't have come in at a better time. And then it proved... It proved valuable insofar as the economy. It done what it said on the tin mm. and now has got better. And it, it's a big success story, I presume, of the last 10 years or so because they've over 10,500 sold, up to 11,000 now sold in, in Ireland. And they're self-explanatory because they're basically bulletproof, Jerry. Mm. And you'll expect, you'll expect now that people who went for them the first time with this new incarnation and all that goes with, they'll be back with you. Oh, the... We would look at what we conquest in relation to, like, if we sell a Renault or sell a Dacia, what brand is actually being traded in, you know, mm. against a, a new sale. And the big thing for us is, okay, we would have strong conquest with Dacia, but the big thing is, is the, the, consistently, is it's it's a Dacia being traded in or a Sandero. People are upgrading their Sandero or their Stepway into a bigger Dacia. So what we're finding is, is is that there is a strong element of existing Dacia business being, you know, residual business coming back again, mm. which is fantastic. The big thing, though, is, is is that what that does is is it's giving us great value trade-ins on the forecourt. Like you're, you're talking um, 131, 141, 151 dusters, 1.5 diesel, oh, with good, good service history available on the forecourt. I mean, that kind of stuff is just, it's just gold bars. It really is. It really is. I love your Cleo. I think it's the most beautiful. It has the style. It has the French elegance. Uh, on commercial side of things, Tony, commercial f- for Renault, how yeah. big, how important is the commercial side of oh, your business? Yeah. Uh, like commercial vehicles, LCV is is a massive entity to, you know, from, from, from Renault and Renault's point of view. Renault this year are aiming for 12, 12% market share in Vance. So to put them in perspective, like it's 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 a strong, strong performance and they'll get it, they will. Um, I mean, we're looking at three core vans. You've got your Renault Kangoo, your Renault Traffic and your Renault Master, but, but the, the, out, of the, out of the three, the two that really take up the majority of sales will be Traffic and Master. Mm. Phenomenal vans. Um, like just, just from a pricing point of view is one thing, but the big thing here is five years warranty, 200k um, limitation to the warranty. But I mean, like, you know, they're bulletproof. They really are. Tony, the vans are uh, needed and uh, more required than ever. Look at the, the M1, the N2 oh, in the mornings yeah, now yeah, with yeah, people heading yeah. into the city. Yeah. And it's great to see it. Like, it's great to see. And actually, what's credible about the Renault van too is, uh, mind you, like, there's a few very strong contenders. I knew one of them, no, there's no doubt. But it's the it's the variance, it's yeah. the selection of variance that they actually present. Mm. They have to be from horsepot units yeah. right down. Like this. Mm. It's an amazing amount of variance out there. Just running through a couple of the marks, and we'll be back to Noel in a moment before we finish. BMW 3 Series, BMW very 3 popular series car. In Mar- new in one this year, yes. Excuse me, new, new, one, new one in March coming in, yeah. yeah. I think it's... Uh, I've, I've seen a, a static view of it, and uh, it's a fine-looking car. There's not a hotel about it. The Ford Focus, I know you've driven a lot lately. The Active, what's this Active with the Focus? Well, the Active is like, you've an Active... you have an active Fiesta too. It's jacked up a little bit. It's okay, higher. Okay. It's higher. It's in nearly terms, into SUV crossover. Okay, okay. It's actually built higher, the yes, car, off higher. the ground. Yes, and that. Oh, yes, I see yes, as well. Yes, yes. Uh, the Hyundai Electric Kona. Lots of good vibes about this car. Le- electric Kona uh, coming in, of course, and the sister one, the Kia Soul and the Kia Nero coming in for, for 192. Electric. Uh, a lot of vibes about the corner, yes, because they're claiming something like four, four, eight kilometres on a, on a charge, which is phenomenal. But I'll just go back to anything over 200, you're really on the home road. Like, you know, you're. 
If you're into your Mini, there's an electric Mini on the way this year, a brand new one as well. And Toyota, the hybrid push continues with Toyota, a new Corolla, and the Camry is back. Camry is back, yeah. And they have a road show on at the moment, which I mentioned to the end of this month, uh, showing certain variants. But they've thrown all their cards in now, Mm. Toyota. They've they've turned around, and uh, I was looking, actually, I was in Dublin yesterday, I was looking at the the events, the diesels, and I was just saying... What's going to happen? Like, what are mm. these people? How are they going to convince them to go? But they probably will if they get the Camry and that sort of thing. But they've thrown, they've gone hybrid, the hybrid and the petrol now, and that's that's their focus. And you know what? If they have so much belief and so much investment in it, they're probably right to do it. And just before uh, we finish up and come back to Noel, Volkswagen, a facelift for the Passat, and a new Golf. New Golf towards the end of the year. Towards the end of the year. Yeah. So, that, yeah. so that's to look forward to as well. Noel, just a question that crosses my mind uh, as you're here with us. If I'm somebody, for example, who say has a six-year-old car at the moment, I'm not in the market for a new one, but I'd like to come up maybe three years, four years, two or two-year-old. What's there? Is there is there a lot there for people? Yeah, it does. The, the world's your oyster, really. I mean, like it, it will really depend on, on your budget, whether your finance budget or whether you have a, yes. a lump to, to spend. But really, I mean, like from our point of view, just over the three sites, we'd have 320 cars available. So all from 182 downwards. So, yeah. the so there's right plenty there. of choice plenty there. Of choice. Plenty of options there as well, you know, for people yeah. on the forecourt. A- yes, a- absolutely. Um, I mean, like from our point of view, traditionally what we have on our forecourt for offer really would be, would be residual trade-ins that... Um, that have, have come in against sales that, that we've generated. We don't normally buy in and we don't normally buy in from the UK, so that's just their business model. Another massive thing for us is, is Renault Bank. I mean, like if a customer's looking to trade up three years, four years, I mean, like the the support from Renault via the Renault Bank, uh, via Renault's bank is, is phenomenal, it really is. I mean, like, hands down, we, we really... I mean, this week it does a, there was a newsletter released by Renault Bank to say they've actually fin- financed a billion euros since their initiation into oh the God. country. So that has been a, a big yeah. boon to you as well. Angela's yeah. just called in for you and wanted to ask both of you while you're here. She has a 2015 Hyundai i30 diesel. Should she change it now, at the moment, this year, would you recommend, or hold on for the five-year warranty scheme? Um, it's really, it's really, yeah, I mean... Like, like, I take it she has a five-year warranty on that car, on the, yeah. is that what she's saying? Should she, you know what I mean? We'll try and interpret that message, just come in by phone there. We take it, Angela, that you have a warranty. She's saying, should she trade now or just let it run to the end of the, the warranty? warranty? What's your call on it's, that? It's a common, it's a common oh, query with customers, yeah. actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, be inclined to feel the waters, you know, just go put, out. put your toe out there and see yeah. what value you're going to get in a trade in. Don't be worrying about the warranty factor, because you'll get warranty in the new on one. On the next one. Yeah. But is that a factor with people? It is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we would look at that as being total cost of ownership. So so customers who have an existing vehicle, they're looking at how much it is to, how much it's costing them on a, on a weekly or monthly basis to uh, to ultimately own the vehicle. And warranty is, is, a, is a big factor. It's a big thing. Yeah. That lady could have a very saleable car at the moment. We'd like to know the mileage, what mileage she's doing per annum, because another, if she keeps another two years and the mileage is going to be huge, she's going to get nothing for it. Okay, that's an important point. And just finally, finally, before we finish up, I think I have a minute, have I, Ross? Half a minute, so he's giving me half a minute. Thanks, Ross. Um, on PCP, just one final word on that. Is it still a mechanism that's popular to buy? Yeah, it's it's yeah. PCP is yeah still 
still potentially yeah it is still the most um, favourable method of of, of um, purchasing a, a brand new car or even a, a nearly new car mm. what we find with PCP is again um, funding rates are supported by Renault Bank so what that means is, is that the customer is equally able to afford a brand new car for a, a good affordable monthly budget you take that budget away from PCP and put it into a, a, the more sort of known product which is HP yeah. mm. and it increases the, the budget then has to increase or the cost increases by anywhere okay. between 50 so PCP worth considering still Big despite time. all that's been written Absolutely. about it and we have to leave it there boys good luck to Blackstone Noel yourself Thanks, and Donal yeah. with the new uh, garage in Dundalk Throttle yeah. and Cavan as well and Tony Conan lovely Thank to see you at the start of the new year Thanks. see in February. Thanks a million, boys. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie I'm still laughing here and so is Ross inside at Danny Healy Ray on the news. They're just the gift that keep on giving the Healy Rays. You're right, Ross. They are indeed. That's for sure. Oh, my God. Poor Leo, huh? Never had a steak in his life. Never did a day's work in his life. A man who doesn't need meat or steak couldn't do a day's work in his life. What about that? Oh, good man, Healy Ray. You're brilliant. Now the vegans and vegetarians are after your tail as well. Added to the climate change people there's no such thing as climate change either and the drink driving and oh my god almighty they're just such entertainers Podge and Rogers write the pair of them I just think of them every time I hear them commenting in the doll or to camera or on radio or whatever my god almighty a steak you can't beat a good steak I know that for sure I'll tell you What entertainment on the news today. The Healy Rays, never mind Brexit or what's happening in the world, Trump in America, Russia, anything. It's a better steak. It's a better steak in Kerry today. And if you have one, you're ready to do anything. And if you don't, well, you're on the ground, not an ounce of energy. Good man, Danny. Fair juice. You keep them coming. You give the la- the nation a good laugh anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's get to some of your comments uh, from earlier on in the show. Yes. We had a brilliant man with us on late lunch. Mark O'Neill was in the studio. He set up soup kitchens all over the northeastern dock to open shortly. Um, comment from Alyssa saying, Hi Jerry, I inquired uh, about the soup kitchen in Drogheda when it opened first to see if I could help out. And I was giving freely of my time. They said they'd get back to me, but I never heard anything. Maybe they didn't need helpers. Do you know what I do? I'd go back again, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? That's some time ago since it opened. But I'd go back and offer again if you have free time. And I'm sure they, they'd be delighted starting the early days getting set up maybe they had a deluge of people offering of their services free so if you're interested give them a shout Mark said always interested in talking to people who want to volunteer Brendan was on to say do the persons who sell uh, the pens outside the post offices get any commission they get nothing the volunteers everybody is volunteers Brendan in the organisation thanks for that uh, question there I can clarify that Uh, I'm a single mam of three children uh, a few years back I was in very hard circumstances especially at Christmas time and I asked this in Vincent de Paul in our area for a bag of two of coal it would have meant so much a few days later a bale of briquettes arrived at my front door yet down the road a few doors down coal and substantial amounts were 
delivered because I believe somebody knew somebody. Uh, I'll never ask again. It was shocking at the time. Thank God those times have passed. Thanks for that comment. Look at the St Vincent de Paul. They're another group who do their very best and I know at times it may not seem equitable what somebody else gets but look, I'm sure their premise is to help as many people as possible. I hope you're in better circumstances today. Shocking when you have to rely for any sort of help. We, we say that again. John called in to say, well done to Mark O'Neill. Uh, and I am a person who had a quadruple bypass as well, so I know what it's like. I'm delighted the soup kitchen is going from strength to strength for you, Mark. You should be honoured with an award for the great work you're doing. I would light a candle for you, Mark, this evening. Isn't that a nice little thought there from somebody out listening to us, out there listening to us this afternoon? Well done, thanks for all the comments. We do really appreciate them. Now, besides our news, we are listening to the sports news. It's nearly as comical and loud, isn't it? It really is, with the proposal carried at the Loud County Board last evening. Another championship. What's going on? Is there not enough of games being played? Are the GA not struggling between inter-county at all the levels from senior down, their club teams, and Loud want to bring in another championship? What's happening? Well, we're going to find out next from the man that knows. He is the expert in Loud GAA. He is our sportsman to go to at LMFM Radio. Colm Corrigan's with me next. Last evening, the Loud County Board took a major decision and it'll have huge ramifications for football in the county this year and for years to come. They've brought in a new senior championship. So what happens? The original, the old championship. How will it all work? Colm Corrigan, Loud GAA expert and, of course, our sportsman man on LMFM is with me on late lunch this afternoon. Colm, first off, where has this come from? Well, well it was a, a motion that was put to delegates last night. It was the Westerns Club. Now, they had support from some of their neighbouring clubs, Jerry. Um, it's um, obviously a very radical uh, proposal. Uh, before the off, you'd have to say whether, you know, weighing it up, whether it had much chance of passing, it was hard to gauge what exactly support it had. But uh, from an early stage during the debate, um, Anthony Dornan, uh, who plays at the Westerns, he put uh, forward a very strong case. And, uh, you know, a few speakers in, Jerry, it was obvious that this uh, idea had support, this idea of bringing in amalgamated teams. Now, the main problem and the main concern of the people that spoke last night was how it would work and the finer details to it. Now, the motion is fairly, it's detailed in one senses that it's quite a few paragraphs but it is short and there's not much meat in the bones if you know what I mean but in the end uh, it just uh, got through by the very slimmest of margins uh, one vote the other way would have probably would have knocked it back it would have been uh, defeated but in the end it, uh, it got through by the, the by, by the minimum uh, it's it's a, it's going to result in a, a major overhaul of the championship um, it's a new all-county championship it will involve amalgamated teams but we don't know what form or how many amalgamated teams how many uh, junior and intermediate teams are going to be interested in this. The amalgamated teams will be from the intermediate and junior grades. The senior clubs will continue to compete as senior. They won't be amalgamated with anybody. And the existing championships, Jerry, just to make it a bit more complicated, the, the senior, intermediate and junior, as they stand at the moment, the way they've run for so many years, will still be run off. We think that's going to be in the early part of the summer. And then this new all-county championship involving amalgamated teams will kick in. Now, Colm, can I ask this question because it's a big issue in the GA in general. Is there not enough football or enough competitions without bringing in another championship and a rival senior championship to the existing one? 
Absolutely. That's that's one of the main problems is where are you going to fit this in um, in, in, an, in an already very busy calendar, Jerry? You, you look at inter-county and the amount of games that are added. They're talking now nationwide an under-20 inter-county competition before the championship starts. So that could deny clubs uh, the, uh, their under-20 players that they have on their ranks. So that's a, that's a, another problem. Uh, together with your minor, your different levels, uh, everybody pulling uh, the same players, looking for them to play at different age groups and whatever. So um, I think, you know, if you if you're involved in the CCC and Loud, uh, you're, going, you're going to be faced with a massive headache. But th- this is day one, Jerry. Um, nobody knows exactly what the format is going to be here. As Des Hapney, the chairman, said last night, you know, right, this is this is voted in. But where you where you go from here now, nobody. It's it's thrown back now in the county board. They're going to have to come up with a, a system, the mechanics of this, how it's going to work, when, when it's going to work. Your amalgamated teams. Are you going to put a limit as to how many teams can amalgamate? Will you have? Just uh, two clubs coming together. Will they be willing to come together, neighbouring teams? We we don't know. What's the appetite among players? Now we've been uh, gauging and and uh, the reaction on social media, and you'd have to probably you'd have to say it's probably about eighty twenty against this whole system. A lot of players, uh, well known players, have come out and said, "Look, this is this is crazy." Um, perhaps as a as as um, what they might have sh- should have done maybe uh, was maybe put this off for a year and give a subcommittee the job maybe at uh, you know detailing and getting the final points uh, sorted out before this was brought in but this is coming in in 2019 it's coming in uh, that's that, that's the way the vote went last night and uh, you know I, I don't see a way back it, it's the, the county board now have a few weeks to, to sort this out as to how they're going to run it uh, but that was the view of the floor last night uh, that's that's democracy, as they say. I'm just thinking here, they voted for a skeleton with no flesh on the bones at all, and the flesh is the vital part of this. Something else comes to my mind. This is going to be played after, we take it, the senior championship is decided, and we have senior champions in Louth, and then this new amalgamated championship takes place. What about the Leinster berth that Louth have for the Leinster championship? Who will fill that one? Well, if it's a senior club that wins the new Old County championship, it will be them, Jerry. Uh, but if it's you're cutting me. No, that, that this 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 will this will override the senior championship. This is the big championship now. So you could have a scenario: the senior championship that has held the existing one. You could have say Newtown Blues winning it for a third year in a row, and then the All County Championship kicks in, and the Blues are knocked out in the semi final of that. And say Nave Martin win the All County Championship, it would be the Martins to go into Leinster then later in the year. And the other thing, am I right in saying this, because it is early days and we're just digesting it at the moment, if an amalgamated team were to win this new championship... They can't go into Leinster, that's the rule, Jerry. Amalgamated teams can't go into provincial competition, so you have to go back. It has to be a sole, it has to be a senior club. So if it was a case that, say, two amalgamated teams contested the final of the new All-County, you'd have to go back to the senior championship, but the winners of that, of the Joe Ward, would go into Leinster. That's the way we're reading it anyway, that it can't be an amalgamated team. But if you have an amalgamated team playing a senior club, in the All County Championship final, regardless uh, of the outcome, it would be the senior club that would go in uh, to the Leinster competition. Do you know the other parallel that's in my mind, and it's all the news, mainstream news at the minute internationally? Brexit. This thing got through, and perhaps there, 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 are, there are huge, yeah, there are huge parallels. This is you, you could argue this is Loud's version of, of Brexit. They've taken a massive decision, and now they have to decide which way it goes and nobody it's it's uncharted territory Jerry nobody knows what way this is going to pan out now the comparisons have been made to Kerry but there are district uh, divisional boards in Kerry so there's no divisional boards in Loud so it's not just uh, you're not comparing like with like uh, and Loud don't have the same kind of structures um, so that, that's, that could be a problem as well but um, 
Now, now whether whether there's whether there's a way back, and you know, I, I, whether some clubs may uh, in the cold light of day have another look at this and maybe say, well, maybe maybe we rushed into this. I don't know whether there's a way back from it or whether it's definitely definitely going ahead. But but from from what we can understand, and as of today, Jerry, it's 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 kicking in. This is going to be how 2019 is shaping up. In the cold light of day, as you said, Colm, and you've been gauging the groundswell of opinion here through the day on the LMFM. You feel that players of experience are against this. People are starting to maybe look at it again. Is there a chance? Is there a chance that this could be brought back and perhaps, as you say, given a year to really tease it out? Mm. Well, I'd imagine, you know, the, the, the spirit of the motion would be genuine in terms of, you know, good players, inter-county standard players that are playing with, with junior clubs, Jerry. you know, up until now have never got a chance to play senior championship level or have never been in with a chance of winning a senior medal for themselves so from that point of view you'd have to say you know the Westerns that would be uh, you know you'd have to take that at face value that, that that's the reason why you know they would have a couple of excellent players Tommy Dornan obviously their county man um, this gives him the chance now to play at senior level and at, at least compete in the top competition which he hasn't had a chance to do up until now and he's only one of a number of players but you could probably go through other clubs that you know, fellas that have never played senior championship before, so that gives them. But then, on the other side of it, um, you know, there's the argument that this is going to dilute the, the championship. It's going to devalue the existing senior championship. You know, uh, how seriously now can the twelve senior clubs treat the existing senior championship? There will always be, you know, the feeling. Well, look, we're competing in this, even if we win it now people are going to say, well, we're not really the ultimate county champions. You can't, you're not going to be able to class yourself as the county champions, which you have been up until now. The senior champions were always the county champions. But this now means that you have to win, I would say, the the, the all-county championship to be considered the ultimate county champions. So it's complicated, Jerry. It certainly is complicated and has caught a lot of people unawares, you have to say. But watch the space is the message. This is going to uh, really raise the, the hackle of a lot of people and I'm sure we'll be talking about this and you will, Colm, again over the days and weeks ahead. Well, absolutely. Now, whether the, um, there'll, there'll be further county board meetings, I would imagine there'll have to be another one called in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm sure they're probably getting down to, to, to work now straight away as to how this is going to, uh, how it's going to pan out and what structures they need to, 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 to put in place. But for the moment, anyway, everybody's still absorbing it, Jerry. It, it did, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. Um, there were a couple of other motions last night. Cooley had a motion uh, the, for the senior championship to do away with the group stages and introduce a, a first-round winners and then the, a, a loser section in that. And that uh, got garnered absolutely no support last night. Another interesting one is that the Marys um, had the motion uh, to rotate the venue for the senior final because until such time as the draw the Dundalk rounds are up and running but the senior final uh, what, what is the senior final is that now the county final Jerry? so that's another complication um, they got the motion through it received widespread support but you could argue well the, the motion says it's the senior final senior football championship final do you now mean the existing one or do you now mean the new all county championship so my God, more Interesting questions. Time, Jerry. Yes, more questions than answers for sure, Colm, uh, on this historic day with a major decision made by Loud last evening. Watch this space. Follow Colm and the guys on sport. They'll have all the latest news as this unfolds over the days ahead. But for the moment, Colm Corrigan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jerry. Interesting times, isn't it? In Loud, new stadium on the way in Dundalk, and then this explodes at the county meeting last night. People caught unawares for sure. Alan Finnegan's been in touch, and he's blaming me. 
Alan says, you're to blame, Jerry Kelly, on late lunch for this happening last evening. God, Alan, I've been blamed for many things in my life, but I'm wondering about this one. Yes, Jerry, when you interviewed Tommy Burns from Glide Rangers in Talent Sound, what a lovely interview I had with Tommy, a legend of a man in GAA circles. I think I remember now we did broach this about divisional sides or whatever. But I never expected that it would supersede the championship, to be honest with you. And uh, then the winners of this would go to represent Louth in Leinster ahead of the Joe Ward winners. Mm, interesting, interesting indeed. I only ever envisaged, I think, myself and Tommy won championship, but perhaps to consider a divisional e- element to that, but not a separate championship entirely that would supersede the senior championship. I'd say watch this space when uh, this uh, the dust settles on this one. I'd say a lot of people may want to revisit the decision taken last night. But one vote, as Colm said there, are they? But look, it's like Brexit. Doesn't matter if it's one vote; it's voted through. Anyway, we'll see. Time will tell with this one. That's our lot on late lunch for this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you so much for your company on the show. Eddie's up next with the drive, and we'll be back again at one thirty tomorrow with a brand new late lunch just for you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.